I'm Max, and you're listening to Zito Slapitas, a Mammoth Club original podcast. What's up, all of you monsters and or regular people? This... Jesus Christ, I forgot who I was <laughs> for a second. Hello? Hello? What is the intro? We'll do it again. I'm Max, and you're listening to Zito Slapitas, a Mammoth Club original podcast. What's up, all you monsters, witches, wizards, werewolves, and everything in between? And this is Alan. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Max. Now <laughs> we're going to do it a third time. Okay, I'm a go. troll. Here we go. <laughs> I'm Max, and you're listening to Zetus Lapidus, a Mammoth Club original podcast. What's up, all of you monsters, witches, wizards, werewolves, and everything in between, as well as, I guess, regular human people. I'm Alan. I'm a regular human people. And I'm Max. And this is Zetus Lapidus. It is the podcast where we watch every Disney Channel original movie or DCOM in chronological order, and then spend way too much time analyzing them. This week, folks, we watched Halloween Town High. A return. The third. The, the third. third installment. Right. This is our first... No, Xenon. Xenon I was, I was really, about, yeah. but that was so recent. I was like, oh, this is our first third, but it's literally not, and it wasn't even that long ago. Well, you know, the year 2000, this this brings 2004 to an end, guys. It's true. So we, We're flying th- through them now. Yeah, we really are moving and grooving. Yeah. Um, but the description of this film is, a girl in a magical world bets her family's magic that nothing bad will happen when kids from Halloween Town attend high school in the mortal realm. I guess that's true. True. Yeah, I've, it it does for the first time. <laughs> I think pretty accurately describes the plot in a short way, in succinct way. Way to go, IMDb, on this one. Yeah, you're uh, doing it. <laughs> this movie was released on October eighth of the year two thousand and four. And I have to know, did either of you watch this movie as a kid? No, no. Same. Although, I don't think that I watched the original Halloween Town until we did we did this pod. So you know, this I is seem not a to remember that being true of you. I, I watched the OG, but I hadn't watched any of the second, third sequel, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I also had only ever watched the OG. I've I've heard tell from our community that after Halloween Town High, and then we have I believe there's one more in the installment. Return, Return Halloween. to Halloween Town. Right. I hear that uh, the reception for Return to Halloween Town is rather cold. People don't enjoy that one. Well, not to color our opinions. We were professionals. It's not KJB anymore. Right. True. She's been recast. Like like Nebula. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Exactly. Nebula. Is it just going to be her in front of a green screen talking about a snowstorm in Hawaii? We can only hope. Catching coconuts on the dome. Her we can only on hope. witch's glass. Ooh. Talking about a snowstorm in Halloween Town. Ooh. I like that. You know what? Let's ship it. Other top things of the time. The top song was Goodies by Sierra. My goodies, my goodies, my goodies, not my goodies. Took it down. It's weird. Sounds so, like, it sounds like she's in the room with us. So I I had never heard of this song no? until today. So then I pulled up the music video to watch it. Sure. And I found myself, you know, we Aroused? thought. No. Maybe. We this thought. It's a sexy song. It's a sexy song. She has to rap in the song, I'm not just a teenager. And I was like, <laughs> yep, yeah, I don't love that. Yeah, that's. <laughs> Don't love. I mean, at least she's not just a teenager. Yeah, no, she's Sexy rapping about in her the, goodies. In the town to spend that that he's getting his dough. Mm. Oh, mm. oh. Mm. 
Mm-mm. Yeah. I'm not being too yeah. dramatic. I That's the way I got it. Was shocked mm-hmm. at the amount of green I screen that we had. Bet you want my goodies. Mm-hmm. Bet you thought about it. I bet you all hot and bothered. I'm, I'm sure not mad because nope. I talk about you. Yeah, looking I don't know how much clearer I can be, Max. Keep on looking because this day is a joke. I saw your face when you said, watch that music oh, oh. video, did I? Yeah, yeah. I, I said it just like Slow that, down, too. girl. Oh, you said, I'm so hot. You said, I gotta say, I gotta say, I said it like that, too. Looking at the lyrics. Lyrics. Some of Petey Pablo, who's featured on this song, uh, lyrics include so damn hot, but so young. Still got milk on your tongue. Oh, oh Slow down, oh, little one. Oh, oh, so, yeah, I don't. <laughs> Alan, how dare you? You shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's fucked up that you're into that. Dude, did you is, not implicate is, me in this? Is, how old? I'm now. Googling. I'm also. I'm now, also. I'm also. How old? <laughs> I don't like where we're going so early in the pod. Ciara, birthday. Yeah. No one's implicating you. I'm just saying that this. That's untrue. I might be. I'm not. <laughs> uh, she was born in 1985. You're good. Yeah. Thanks. I know. I'm, I'm more concerned about how, how old Petey Pablo was when this song. She's 19 when this song comes out. All right. Well, that makes me feel. Better. A little better. How old's Petey Pablo? That's the more important question. I mean, to be fair, she's older than us. But At the time the song was released, yes. Yeah, but yes. I wasn't no, having right. Petey Pablo no, she, sing. To oh, right she's now, yeah. Still older than us. <laughs> That's how time. Works. Max, wait, what? <laughs> Matt doesn't need She wasn't thing. at one time older than no, no, no. us. What happens is as soon as she releases the song, she's immortal. And <laughs> therefore, <laughs> is she's 19 forever. forever. Does it make you feel... What year did you say she was born? 85. And she's 19? At the time of she's release. Eight, she's 19 when that song. Does it make you feel better or worse to know that Petey Pablo was... 31 to 32. Oh, that. that's no. bad. That's very so bad. girl. Yeah. Now I don't want to listen to that song anymore. Yep. We, you know, some of the song revisits don't make me feel great. Just right on that stool. I'm Chris Hansen. The top grossing film of the time, though, was Shark Tale. Oh. The Will Smith uh, answer to Finding Nemo. <laughs> Correct. This is the time period where, like, for every Pixar or Disney release, there's a, a competing but nearly identical DreamWorks. Ants. Yeah. <laughs> a buck's life. Shark <laughs> uh, so, tail. Sometimes the DreamWorks... I don't actually think this is DreamWorks, is it? It is DreamWorks. This was the Katzenberg answer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this yeah. is DreamWorks. Sometimes the Dream ver- the DreamWorks once laughs, though. Give me an example. Tell me, tell me the comparative... What does that compare to? That's not a parallel release. Oh, okay. I guess all... I mean, it's like a spoof on all fairy tales. Let me ask you this. If you got to pick between friends with benefits and no strings attached, which one are you going for? Ooh. They're the same movie. Yeah. Yeah, but so is Ants and Bugs Life. I'm going for the... So Shark Tale and Finding Nemo. I'm going for the Justin Timberlake one. So... I think that's Friends, friends of Benef- Benefits. I think that's Friends think of Benefits. Friends yeah, because I like Justin Timberlake. Isn't it weird that uh, Mila Kunis was in one of those and Ashton Kutcher was in the other one? But not the same one. But not the, yeah. the, no. I like They're like the did. same movie, but the, those yeah, And I like Mila separate. Kunis more than, is it it's Natalie, Natalie Portman? Portman? Yeah, I like Mila yeah. Kunis more, so I'd go for the Justin Timberlake. There you go. Yeah. Uh. yeah. Huh. But like, Trolls is a good movie. That's streamer. Yeah, well, it's a comparative. How to Train Your Dragon is a great movie. Fantastic. Incredible score. I think How to Train Your Dragon is a great score. Guys, and good movie. Trolls is really important because the next Trolls movie is coming out soon, and 
there is strong rumors that NSYNC is reuniting for the soundtrack. Whoa. Because Justin Timberlake's obviously You're one of the lead characters. And this one is all about boy bands. Like in the trailer, it's all about boy bands. And it's like all the music sounds very much like NSYNC Backstreet Boys. And a lot of outlets are reporting that NSYNC is getting together for the soundtrack. So I don't know a lot about how NSYNC broke up, nor do I keep up with any of the drama or did I ever with the drama. But I assume baselessly but i will say with confidence that there was beef between jc and justin you're telling me that they're going to get back together and be in a studio that's what that's what the internet's telling me i will say this and i i know this isn't true because he's still way bigger than anybody else in that band obviously Mm -hmm. but it does feel like when people have called for that reunion before justin's been like very prominent and at like making banger song it's always like he's not gonna go back but you haven't heard much from yeah he hasn't him. done an album in a, done while. True. in a while he's not at the top of his game or at least not in prominence and so like yeah it makes sense yeah i think i yeah i feel like it was a i don't know anything about his personal life obviously but he had some, you know he's got young kids i feel like he kind of took a back seat and to like touring and all the things yeah. and so i bet he's producing and doing a bunch of stuff that we don't see oh yeah so i mean yeah uh, unbelievably yeah. uh successful and way bigger than anybody else yeah. but uh it makes more sense that he would do it now exactly than 10 he was years like, ago putting, like into the woods and, out or future sex love sounds like it's and, just not gonna happen and i gotta say if if i understand that what they're projecting is they did a song or a couple songs for this one soundtrack no one's saying they're going back on tour mm-hmm. but if they did the dollar amount I would spend. Yeah, this is how I feel about the Spice Girls. I would pay a lot for the Spice Girls too. Yeah. I'd pay a oh. lot. I like the way people acted for Taylor Swift. I would act for NSYNC reunion tickets. Mm. I'd be like, what amount of money puts me on the floor? Mm. Like, I'm um, I'm doing it. But obviously, that's not. And if the Spice Girls reunite, you're probably not getting posh. Well, they, they oh. did, and yeah. you didn't. Yeah, like that so was, if they do it again, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Here's the interesting, fun things that start with our DreamWorks exploration. Other news headlines of the time. A team of explorers reached the bottom of the world's deepest cave, located in Krubera. The depth reached was 2,080 meters, or, because we're here in the U.S., 6,824 feet down, which was setting which set a world record at the time. Wow. V-Lo. V a cave? A cave. So not underwater. Presumably, at some point, that cave is probably underwater, but yeah. Well, I'm just thinking Didn't about how, like... divers? The lowest team of thing in, that you could find that we know of is like the Marianas Trench. So I'm trying to compute how low that is, like mm-hmm. how many feet that is, or how deep is the Titanic. Mm-hmm. Like my brain's trying to understand how, how deep is the Mariana Trench. Three thousand six hundred or thirty six thousand two hundred and one feet. Okay, so much deeper. Yeah, much cave. deeper. Not like that the cave six is, times as deep. Not that the cave is not incredibly impressive. Would you go into a cave that deep? Uh, Caves are scary in general. Uh huh. Having slept in a cave. No, thank you. They're they're scary. So probably no. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm also gonna go no. I'm gonna go no. I liked going caving, but caving is scary. I was very aware the whole time that like the danger was very high. Like I'm in a cave at every right moment. Now. Like just, just yeah. being in there not, like, is dangerous. Getting lost. Yep. Like I had a guide, but if you get lost, you're just fucked. 
Like but it can you can get stuck in there very mm-hmm. easily. Mm-hmm. Can't see. Mm-hmm. The fuck knows what's living in there. Mm-hmm. I've seen the descent. Yeah. There's probably Yeah, monsters. that's accurate. It's probably monsters. Probably. Yeah. You know monsters what else? Monsters are among us in this movie. Yeah, but they're trying real hard to prove they're not scary. Some to, to some level of success. What was scary is the other news headline of this month, which is just a, a bunch of scary news headlines, by the way. But this one struck me. Uh, Mount St. Helens had a minor eruption uh, this in, in October of 2004, which it shouldn't ever erupt. Like, that's a catastrophic event. So seismologists are like, hey, everybody. Where is that? Maybe you prep for bad shit. Is that in Washington? I sh- I literally had this it's looked up on until yeah I believe so. It's a stratovolcano in Washington. Oh, Washington. Washington, yeah. It's not great. If it erupts, bad things happen, and um, it could be, as they put it in the article that I read, cataclysmic. So that's something that'll help you know keep you up at night when you're not when you're sleeping in your caves. I'm not I'm not worried about it because I'm here in Florida. I just got to worry about hurricanes and yeah. Gators. Moment in time, listener. One's on its way to us right now. Okay, are you all ready to dive into Halloween Town? Hi, Halloween Town. Hi, I'm ready to die. Fly in. Uh, nice on my broomstick with handlebars. I'm ready to take a deer uh, door portal. I can ride my broom with no handlebars. <laughs> she can't though. She needs those handlebars. <laughs> I don't know why that one got popped in there. Yeah. All right. We start off this movie with a nursery rhyme because it's intended to introduce us to a new antagonist. One that we, we you know, brand new. We've had Calabar. We've had Calabar's Revenge. And now we have the Iron Knights. Yeah. We learn that they are, um, th- their entire purpose was apparently to exist on the human realm, the mortal realm, to slay and effectively eliminate all denizens of Halloween town. Uh, so they're bigots is what we, what we're learning. And after we have this nursery rhyme, we do a jump cut to Marnie having a conversation with Aggie. Now it was nice to be back here with these characters. I love Aggie is. so much. It felt good. Aggie was extra chaotic, this movie. She, she was. She was, like, all over the place. I also want to say something right now. I want to get it out there. KJB's hair. A, a paid actor. Her hair is awesome in this movie. Yeah. Whoever styled it, whoever cut it, whoever colored it, her hair looks excellent the entire it film. It does. And I was like... I want to take that cut in for a reference photo the next time I get my hair cut. Yeah, it had the it long looked, layers yeah. and it always looked flawless. Yeah, it was looking good. Well, KGB and her hair get teleported to a magical council. With we, the craziest creatures we've seen in Halloween yo, history. We have the human centipede in this thing. <laughs> and I was like, uh-uh, no, no, He reminded no, no, no. me of the caterpillar in Alice in Wonderland. You know. With all the hands. But they were clearly all fake hands. Like I don't know what you're talking about. Those are real. <laughs> Flailing around down here. I, I like the idea that they are actual people. Just wrapping their arms around, but they had, <laughs> but they all had like fake gloves on. Yeah. To like, because they, I did, I was sort of paying attention to see like, 
were they all on a string? Like, were they just Right, like, that if he lifts floppy? his arms, do they all lift? But they were all making... They're now, they could have done it in post. They could have edited them, yeah. right? But, like, what I like better is the idea that people are just standing hugging behind him. this yeah. guy. Hugging the actor. Hugging him, and then they have gloves on, and they, they just, They all like, had weird skin gloves. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, 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 it, yeah. Was, it was honestly as if, like, Mickey Mouse glove hands were actual hands. Totally. And I was like, <laughs> no. You got then, him and pumpkin head. Pumpkin head. Yeah who is like worse than a, a Halloween haunted house costume. Like oh. it just was like the worst pumpkin head. You just see head. the lips moving inside the pumpkin head itself. Mm-hmm. It's just, hey, listen, it's just, just a bit off articulated. And, and okay, then there's Mummy, who I love. I love Mummy. <laughs> Harold was back. Fucking love Mummy. Yeah. Mummy is, signs. Mummy is my favorite part of this whole movie. <laughs> I'm He's the best part of the whole movie. There. He can't talk because he's a mummy. Yeah. And so he just has signs that say yay and nay, and he just holds them up. I love it. It's like a council where there's debate, and mummy doesn't get to have debate. He just gets to say yes or no. (laughs) I also enjoy mummy. I love mummy. And and then there's the head who's wearing like an old-timey. Yeah. Then we have clearly not a villain. We we have have vampire, too. Oh, vampire. 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 Yeah. Vampire, mummy, pumpkin head, the, human centipede, clearly not a villain is the last yeah, one. Yeah, he's got the, the what is it, Barrister's wig? The like judge the, wig. The judge wig from mm-hmm. like the old colonial days. What's weird about this council, because we're going to see them again. They can just summon you whenever the from fuck wherever. they want, from wherever you are. Like, yeah. they'd literally be like, hey, they're in your room and you're going right and she would just disappear. Okay. Am I meant to believe... That this is taking place immediately after the events of two, because Ooh. this appears to, like what she's being brought in for and what she's prepping for when we jump from the nursery rhyme is Aggie's like, well, what are you going to say to the council? And she's like, I'm going to tell him I saved fucking Halloween town. Like I, you're welcome. I opened the door to save Halloween town. You're welcome. And so that is what happened at the end of two. And so am I to believe that this trial is happening in the days following the events of two? No, because I did some research. Okay. It takes place canonically one year after the events of two. They just let her. Doesn't make any goddamn sense. What do you mean it takes place? I'm sorry. I need a source. Wikipedia. That's not good enough. All right. We have one year after the previous movie. Marnie Piper begins to prepare Says who? <laughs> <laughs> Give me a citation. All right, we're getting to the citation. Let's go to the IMDb plot synopsis. Wikipedia probably has a citation on there. They cite things. Okay, let's it go should there. have a one, and then you should be able to see what is it cite. External links, official website. Oh, HalloweenTown.com? We're going to find out. Probably .org. Movies.Disney.com. Oh, that seems High. official. Okay, that's official. Okay, here we go, here we go. We're doing some more digging, listener. Uh, when Marnie commits to the Halloween Town Council to send several teenagers to her house. Not here in a date. But soon Marnie and her friends come into trouble. Alan's got, Alan's reading a, an official movie.disney.com plot synopsis, and there's nothing about a date here. Motionpictures.org. Interesting. Okay, well, let's go to another. Apparently, it's on a list of films shot in Utah. Um, oh, well. Hmm. Probably hmm. weren't drinking during this movie. Hmm, probably not. Let's see if we can find out. Halloween, t- uh, if you will accept 
Disney.fandom.com. They say a year after the previous. It movie. just doesn't make any sense. Oh, I fully agree with you. I agree with you. I'm saying I don't know if you will accept this as your. I mean, it's all wikis, but but that's now multiple wiki pages, which leads me to believe that somewhere somebody said this. It's been a year. Now it could have been bonus features on a DVD version yeah. where the director says it or KJB says it or some mm-hmm. fucking TikTok. Like it could be anything and mm-hmm. they go and they update Did the all last the one come out a year ago like in the real world? Four years ago. In yeah. the real world it Correct. came out four years ago. I, I mean, went and looked. I was like, am I supposed to believe that this is happening days after? Because damn if these kids don't look fucking old. Yo, like, Dylan? Dylan? Sophie! I mean, she's barely in this movie, which is the... My, the biggest travesty. flaw. Justice biggest for Sophie. Justice for Sophie, but... These kids look old. Yeah. And so I was yeah. like, guys, Dylan looks on. 26. You didn't need to write it immediately after. Like, what are we doing? And I, and this, okay, so now they're upset the door's open, but the door's been open a year? Like, maybe we're just supposed to believe that the Halloween Town Council and governing body of Halloween Town is just as wildly Ill- inefficient as the mortal realm. Is it the time is so different that time is just oh, flowing maybe. by? Maybe it, maybe, well, I, I'm going to say something and retract it immediately. I was going to say maybe much like the portal can only open once a year. Maybe the council only convenes once a year, no, they but they convene all the fucking time. Let me tell you, the powers of the council, Mal, you brought up a really good point. They can teleport you from fucking anywhere. And I already thought that was pretty overpowered in terms of like powers that a council possesses. Then these people can astral project. We get later on in the movie. So not only can they just yoink you from wherever you are, if they don't feel like yoinking you, they can just project their spiritual forms in your vicinity. They can. They have what lots the hell? of powers. I, is it like a coven? Like a, a like a like a hag's coven where they're all together. They get some special special spells. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Anyway, Marnie is summoned to the council, and they're like, "Hey, listen, you have this portal open. We don't know how we feel about it. We don't feel great." about having the portal to Halloween Town open because there's been some prejudice in our past. Uh, you heard the nurse here right at the beginning of this movie. They're a new one, right? That's pretty bad. We don't like the Iron Knights doing some extermination nonsense. Uh, how do you feel about closing the portal? And Marnie's like, nah, fam, I don't want to do that. In fact, I'm so confident about it, I'm going to use the throwaway line to say, well, bet the entire um, Cromwell witch power bank. It which was I was a like, throwaway line. And I was like, ma'am! But it feels like... It's a trap. Because, like, the second she said that, the one guy was like, she said it. We're in. We're going. And I was like. Six hands came up. Yeah. It was. Three. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And they're like, hey, she said the thing that we were apparently baiting this 16-year-old into saying. And therefore, yes, if you are not able to prove to us, which feels really arbitrary, that. Humans like monsters. Humans are. Yeah. Human. Exactly. Then we take all the Cromwell Witch's family. Kate thinks bye. And then they boot her out of the council. This just feels like such a bait and switch contract. Shows back up. And Aggie, the this entire movie, y'all, Aggie is so distressingly calm and nonchalant about everything. It's her finest quality. Not only that, but Mom Cromwell, a.k.a. daughter of Aggie, mother to Marnie, is now doing magic? She has a line in this movie where she goes, 
remind me why I don't like magic. I and don't I, know. And Mom. I said, I wish I knew. I like, don't. I wrote it in all three caps. movies in, and you've still not told us once. I really thought in the first movie, maybe we'll get that in the second one. No. Maybe we'll get that in the third one. No. We still don't know why Mom resents Halloween Town or resents the use of magic. And just to be infuriating in this film, she goes, remind me why I don't like magic. I don't fucking know. You've never I wish, told us. I wish I knew. But yeah, now she's just using magic regularly. Like all over the place. For everything. She is literally, I think, the top three magic users of the film. And distressing. So they're like, hey, it's not a big deal. We're going to bring over a batch of students from Halloween Town uh, to bring them over to high school here. It's going to be NBD. We don't even think these Iron Knights are real. Jump cut to the Iron Knight. Can who I is just, wearing a creepy ring and chainmail? Can I just say, the Iron Knight, to me, the setup for this film and the first third of the film... I liked the idea of the Iron Knights. I thought this was going to be cool. I thought this was going to be neat. Yeah. But then, much like the Knights in the last Star Wars movie, they let me down. (laughs) And they were not cool or neat. They were set up to be very special. And then they just didn't use them at all. And that's exactly how the Knights in this movie are. I actually like the idea of... of, I wish they would have leaned more into this because I actually like what that becomes if the knights are like it sort of flips our version of medieval mythology of like the knights being the heroes that slay the dragons and if you sort of turn that on its head and you're like well actually the knights were the dicks and like the dragons were just trying to be chill dragons dragons, you know what i mean like and i'm just dragging and so like now you make the knights into the villains of the story like i actually think that's sort of interesting and something to play with and then to your point molly they just don't yeah not only do they not i think they and we might have touched on this but i think they actively undermine them they literally are like nah you're just the scapegoat for the actual thing later on enjoy but he gets a cool ring, and we see that ring a whole hell of a lot throughout this movie. Am I supposed to believe that, no spoilers, that that person, because we see that ring a lot, mm-hmm. but we also see that ring pop up with chainmail and armor on yep. a lot. Now, am I supposed to believe he is um, cosplaying? Yes. As, <laughs> as yes. an I actual have, knight? I have some notes on this. Like, I have some questions. When the knight shows up in the yard at the yeah. very beginning, yeah. who's that? Because... No, but, but also, how do they not hear him? Because <laughs> It's not a quiet ensemble. And I just imagine, like, he's not that far away from him. Like, eventually at one point, Marnie's in her locker. He's just down the hall, theoretically, in a whole ass suit of armor. Like, she would hear him. We get a shot of him at the mall. Like, it would be <laughs> like, in armor. <laughs> you don't think anybody at the mall is like, who's that guy? Listen, you, when you have too many coins in your pocket you hear yourself jingle jangle, walking you jingle jangle right now imagine that fucking everywhere yeah, he's freaking <laughs> we're in like he's covered in coins chain yeah i just was like you'd hear this guy you'd hear he couldn't be quiet like, i just I, now that i know how it ends i just think like was that guy dressing I, up in night I, armor I, I, or was or it was somebody else like again who was the guy in the yard like i, I just have to say if i was sneaking about and causing 
causing mischief. Knight armor and chainmail is probably the number two worst outfit to oh, wear. Yeah, like only behind a windbreaker suit. <laughs> like or being covered in full. <laughs> she, what, she's, she's, like oh, it's nice. the only worst thing to wear. I love if you're that trying to be stealthy. Noise. I loved it. That was good. Can you do it again? <laughs> yeah, disadvantage on every stealth roll. I mean, yeah, it true. is like. I I just I I have so many questions now knowing how this movie ends about who the person in the night not not later when the person gets captured. God, I'm really jumping ahead here. But like I understand that person was hiding, but I have big problems with that scene too. <laughs> but I mean just like the guy at the mall. Yeah, like I just imagine somebody that stole like a high school mascot costume and he's just yeah. wearing or his like uh renaissance fair outfit he's getting good use out of it got, yeah got got to man you listen you My, invested wear it again before we move before we get too far ahead let's let's go ahead and say it dylan still fucking sucks i don't think that's true i don't either really i'm okay he's complaining dylan. about his loss of a perfect attendance record because Somebody is pursuing harmony. I don't mind Dylan in this movie. I kind of like he's him. He's better than he's ever been. Yeah. I mean, but that's a low bar for Alan, Dylan. Alan, that's growth. Progress. We okay. support progress. We are fans of growth here. Mm-hmm. He yeah. didn't. He really didn't bother me. Like, I actually liked his little uh, flirt mance he had. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't hate that. Yeah. It didn't at all end in a weird conversation that made me uncomfortable. I was okay that it didn't end up romantic. Sure. And she called him very ugly at one was point. Fun. That was part funny. made me laugh. I did like that part, to be fair. Okay, we have Dylan, still the Gilbert, Marnie trying out level two spells, all while Aggie is trying to fetch the students from Halloween Town High to bring them here to the mortal realm. Can I just say something? She uses like a, it looks like a mere compact thing that's their which communication is device this is gonna come back yeah which is glass and that's fine and i understand it's a pl- it's the plot glass i miss the headphones mm. that were like literal skulls that w- they would pick up yeah i miss those those were good i mean but they have to show out the really cool new graphics that they can use though sure they, they really do. you know what there out. are some graphics in this movie there's mm-hmm. one really good one. <laughs> i i don't know what i was expecting but i fully what i wanted to happen is I wanted Agatha Cromwell to go full Miss Frizzle and come in on the magic school bus into the high school. Sure. And that was like in my head, that's what I wanted for her to arrive with those students from Halloween Town High. Instead, what I got, while it wasn't as good, was still quite funny because she pulls up and effectively has a clown car full of monsters wearing skin suits. God, they are wearing skin suits, too. <laughs> that's not a turn of phrase. That's a real, that's mm-hmm. that's an accurate description of mm-hmm. what's Correct. happening. They all exit. And you know who we see exiting a vehicle? We see a couple of really familiar wait, faces wait. that are going to show up later. Can you tell me who's driving the vehicle first? Isn't it Aggie? It's leprechauns. Yeah, but it's oh, leprechauns. Okay, question. Sorry, go on. It's, it's such a missed opportunity that Disney oh, Channel really does not is. do the DCOM cinematic universe because in my head canon, that's Riley O'Reilly. Uh, Riley O'Reilly. Yeah. It could be Riley O'Reilly. Wouldn't that have been a great cameo? Or even the villain. You remember that guy? Seamus. Seamus. Seamus McTiernan. Yeah. yeah. Like, but wouldn't that have been a great cameo if they just put cameo. in one of the leprechauns from Luck of the Irish yeah, in there? Yeah, just like if you know, you know kind of yeah. thing. Like yeah. Like they could have photoshopped his face on. Like, totally. They call the actor in. They just grab a scene from I, Luck I of the Irish. I agree. 
just take his face and use it without his permission and don't pay him royalties. That's yeah, what we're all that's trying what to do I'm right about. Now. No, they would pay him, obviously, but I'm just saying they wouldn't need to call him in. That would have been very ahead of the time for Disney. You know we're, what? We're we already did that. In studios are trying to do that right now. For the record, listener, I'm not condoning not paying the actor for their likeness. We stand with the unions. We stand yes, we with do. the unions. We've donated to the unions. My point was they could have said, hey, we're going to use you again. Here's some cash monies, and they could have used old footage. I think, yeah, I'm I'm a fan. I think that there are so many opportunities to have the DCOM U be a thing, and I'm sad that we don't have uh-huh. it. I also, now, now you're bringing up the DCOM U. She says she doesn't know how to drive. Uh-huh. Now, we all drive vehicles here. There is more to driving than just pressing the pedals. I, I also enjoyed that. <laughs> and the driving was just, they worked the pedals. I was like, they can't see the fucking road. <laughs> yeah, well, she could steer. That's not the hard that's part. That's driving. driving. <laughs> I think that's the easiest part, though. How do they know when to hit the gas She the says it. Stop, go. I don't know. Guys, have some imagination. Red light. You know what? (laughs) Green light. The fucking aliens driving Toy Story. I don't think the pedals are the hard part of driving. I definitely think the pedals are the hard part of driving. (laughs) What are you focused on to think the pedals are the hard part? I think that more youths crash their car because they confuse the gas and the brakes than they do because they can't see. They're on different sides of the floor. My next door neighbor growing up smashed her car into a tree in her driveway because she hit the wrong pedal they drive. <laughs> she's get her learners oh my god i think the pedals are way harder than steering not now <laughs> i can't molly? <laughs> molly losing my goddamn mind <laughs> Remind me, I'm never riding in the car with you. What? You know what? I'll drive. I, uh, what about my driving makes you feel unsafe, eh? Well, right, so this tidbit. Um, you know, I wasn't until right now. <laughs> until I heard that I'm, you struggle with the pedal. I'm an actual at an age I, of 34 oh years old. Oh my I God. don't now. Oh my God. I'm saying it's a new driver. I bet the pedals are harder. You just, just imagine if you had a stick and there was a third one. What the no, fuck would we do? Then I'm out. <laughs> this paralyzing fear. You just told him the left and right. You just hold your hands. But by the time the you look at those and figure it out, like you're probably too late. Also, you'd remove your hands from the wheel, which is another yeah, problem. Yeah, keep those babies at 10 and 2. Oh my god. <laughs> listener, listener. Weigh in. Don't. Do you Please think don't weigh as in. a new driver, what's harder, pedals or steering? Oh. It's just objectively steering. <laughs> no shot. <laughs> okay. Just hold it the, straight. The thing that, yeah, that's not. It's not hard when you're going straight. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, tell me this, Malls. Yeah. You need to parallel park. Well, I'm not parallel parking. That's the fucking hard part of driving. <laughs> well, she's not parallel parking. I'm in actual tears. I now at 34. Going straight down the road, it's not hard to. What about a merge? You got a blinker mirror steering wheel. Here's the thing. I now at 34 am probably not parallel parking. Okay, but what's the hard part of parallel parking? Is it the pedals but or the fucking okay, steering? Okay, but that's like a level 10. We're talking level what? one first time I'm just driving. Saying that nobody is struggling with going in a straight line, okay? <laughs> I can't handle this. 
But maybe if, if the question is just drive down this straight road, none of it's hard. Then maybe maybe knowing whether I hit the right or left pedal is harder if I don't have to steer. But, but the question is when steering is required, for instance, while parallel parking, what's harder, the steering or the pedals? I still, because it's not when to hit the fucking brake. I think fun. it's I think, you know parallel. I think parallel parking is not oh. a fair example because that's hard Why? for a bunch of reasons. It's literally something you have to do to pass every standard driving. That's test. not true. You really don't? I didn't parallel park. Oh, really? No. I had to. I don't think I did either. What the fuck? I, listen, Why did I listen, have to? This is what you can weigh into. Did you have to parallel park for your <laughs> And also, test? tell me how pedals are harder. <laughs> anyway. I will accept pedals are harder if you're driving a stick shift. I would, yes. Totally I don't think there. she was. There was only two leprechauns down there. That's true. <laughs> Could you imagine the poor leprechaun who's stuck with going to the clutch? You just had to hit back. the clutch. Oh, okay. Anyway, back to the actual movie in question here. Grandma, with the assistance of two leprechauns, drives a clown car, and all of these students get out. Two members exit that we are going to become very close with over the next couple of years in terms of DCOMs. Uh One is Ryan Evans playing Ethan. Well, not Ryan Evans is who he plays later, but in this movie, uh, it's Ryan Evans, it's aka Ryan Evans, one half of Sharpay and Ryan. Yes. And then the second, I just forgot her name, Kelsey. Kelsey, who is the pianist in High School Musical. It's like a High School Musical reunion before there's High School Musical. Oh god, it's like this is where they got their start. Mm-hmm. It's like Halloween. It's like High School Musical is a Halloween Town High reunion. It's like High School it Musical saw. The casting saw this movie and went, well, we got to pick the standout stars from that film. What if we did this, but with singing? That's They're right. Like that pink troll. Get her in here. Hell yeah. Put her on the piano. Put her on the keys. Uh, and Marnie is sort of the student guide for the Halloween Town students. And when asked, now Max, this supports your argument that you've been making for a very long time. Uh, when Marnie says, just tell people you're from Long Paws. I literally wrote down in my notes, just say Canada. Because <laughs> it's not real. What left her mouth was Canada. That's and right. I giggled. Yeah. The idea that Max calls Canada fantasy land and they're actually coming from a fantasy land <laughs> was like amazing. chef's kiss. Yeah. And it's not a real place. And <laughs> Halloween Town is more real than Canada. <laughs> Have you seen the human centipede? That feels real. Alan, do you know what the human centipede is? I do know what it is. Yes. Yes, I do. And it, their arms are doing this. <laughs> but for different reasons I haven't, than this one. For the record, I have not seen the human centipede. I also centipede. haven't seen it, but I'm familiar. I don't need to. I saw. The I Daniel, know enough. I saw the Daniel Tosh bit about it. I, I know there enough. It is. But also, I have some logistical questions. How do they about write... the human centipede? Yeah. <laughs> no. Tell me, about what? No. Front's the best. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> undeniably uh, yeah you don't want to be the end or the middle <laughs> i don't want to talk about it it makes me want to die um the uh, logistical question i have is did they register all these people no they, they just I, show up no they talk about it literally principal phil walks up to aggie a little bit later we're jumping ahead a bit uh, not too far, but just a little bit. Because the students go into the school. I'll just catch us up and get us there. The students go into the school. Marnie's leading them to their classes. Agatha, or Aggie Cromwell, goes to meet with the principal. And they sit down and immediately start a flirtation. Uh, Aggie's alligator handbag continues to grow legs and try to eat people and animals and things. Rip peepers, am I <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, rip peepers, mm. the parakeet. Inside the principal's office, he goes, hey, 
Thank you so much for getting all that paperwork done. I didn't think you'd be able to do it on such short notice. And Aggie just sort of like explains it away. She's like, yeah, it's, you know, you were able to just like magic, get it all done. And this starts the trend of something that I don't know if I liked because Aggie in the first Halloween Town and second Halloween Town was always a really good steward of magic. Mm, I I felt mm. exactly this way. Alan. That's true. And not only was she a good steward of magic, she only performed magic in private and when trying to protect her family or those close to her. And now she's showing a degree of almost like flippance, flippancy. She's being flippant about it. Yeah. And that was I was like that doesn't fit to me character wise for you because she's do, using magic for everything in public in front of folks. Yeah, Aggie's <clears throat> been the narrator yes. that has been our guide to this other world and now there's stakes not just for Marnie but for Aggie. Her magic is going to go away if this exchange doesn't go well. And the way the exchange goes well is if they don't get caught, if these kids have a good experience. She's there to, like, help be a resource for them. But if if she scares students, if she makes, uh, you know, kind of gives away the secret, like, there are so many ways that, like, the way she's acting is bad for yeah. what they are trying to do and i agree i don't understand where this side of her comes from especially when her magic is on the line and like i know they don't i mean whenever i see magic and wizards and witches obviously i think about harry potter but like i feel like in the first movie the having to hide that you're a witch is so much more important Mm -hmm. like it's kind of like in harry potter it's like the muggles cannot know yeah we exist and you get in huge trouble if you even use magic and the fact that she's just like in science class terrorizing kids and like turning smoke into birds yeah that crazy face she does yeah which like isn't just something that kid saw there was a girl in the background that was making like very freaked out by it and and it's like how is she explaining this and yeah it was weird entirely incongruous with what we know about aggie Mm -hmm. it just flies in the face especially what's interesting in the first and second one they kind of dispose of her like halfway through because then it's up to marnie and the other kids to solve the problem right they don't they don't have the big power but they don't yeah they don't do that this time so it's almost like they're like well she still not can't be the one to solve the problem but instead of like freezing her or trapping her we're just gonna like let her be chaotic less, less well, than helpful make her like, cause the problem she becomes you you think that marnie is the issue and of course she is at the root of all of this marnie using that flippant deal is the root of the issue but this adds a layer to it of aggie's now actively being a roadblock to Marnie's success, which is the opposite of what we know her to be. Well, Marnie also gets tricked. I don't know that I put the blame on Marnie in this way. Like, because Marnie gets taken advantage of. Maybe she, That's fair. Maybe she shouldn't have made that flipping deal, but if not for a villain in this story, then Marnie's thing just works, right? Like, Marnie's goal is to bring these all these different 
creatures, I guess, from Halloween Town to go to school. And if not for uh, interaction from a villain, that goes off without a hitch. And Aggie is actually also a problem there. Mm-hmm. Like if if Marnie could just bring these kids to school by day two, they're integrated and they are weirdly very easily uh, assimilating to this high school. I actually thought it was too easy, but it was like rather than showing the kids have a hard time, they showed Aggie creating problems. Yes, because I mean, to your point, Max, by the second or third day, we're set. The problem is not. The kids. The problem is Aggie making a separate space for the kids to isolate themselves because Aggie creates this locker that is a vortex that goes to this like chill lounge, which I mean, honestly, who wouldn't want to be a part of that club, but goes to, but that allows the kids to be like, we're going to come. Now I get it. She's making a space for these people who might feel isolated. I get it. They get to take off their human skin suits. Uh, I did not. like. I hated everything about that. I did not like it. It made me uncomfortable. The 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 zipping, the unzipping of the skin suit mm-hmm. that made me like, where's the zipper? Why can't we? I, bleh, I don't like it. I, I have some quick questions before we get more. She's teaching science, right? That's but is, the first subject. But is she a sub or is she getting hired for all these things? Uh, I couldn't figure it out. I don't know either. I'm Be- gonna just assume here with no evidence at all that she is a teacher. She's been brought on as a Why teacher. Why do they think she can teach science? Well, magic, Molly. She just probably magicked a application. Molly, I'd like to bring up Exhibit A, which is gotta kick it up. And <laughs> I, I'd like to suggest to you that schools don't care what your qualifications My are. My second question, why are the seniors taking Science 101? Uh, this is a fair question. I, I'd like to remind you that in my senior year, I took PE and Health, which was a freshman class. Yeah, but Science 101, presumably you've taken Science before the senior that, year that is a fair thing for you to suggest and it, i just laughed when they said when marnie so what happens is aggie uses magic in front of people so marnie goes up to the class and she's like crap you're supposed to just be teaching science 101 like not doing magic and i'm like why not just make it physics 101 or why not chemistry <clears throat> like chem- she's doing chemistry pick, right? pick us a, a kind of science mm-hmm. but the fact that they're like it's just science 101 and they're seniors i was like wait a minute i just like that when so aggie's like so i'm gonna put the iron in the sulfate and she like drops it in and then a parrot appears and while class is still going on marnie just gets up walks up to the front of the room and is like grandma you can't do magic in front of everybody like there's like it's still there's still class happening like oh, oh and nobody you get the pause button. and also no one reacts to the bird <laughs> <laughs> like people react to her making that crazy face at the kid who's being a little shit yeah. but she like literally makes a whole ass of bird appear and people don't even acknowledge don't even it care it's we are going to get this bit over and over and over again and it is aggie being wildly ineffective if not bad and detrimental at teaching i also have okay with this little deal they're supposed to prove that halloween town students could assimilate with humans they're supposed to prove that humans have changed but how does that actually work if they don't reveal that they're monsters it doesn't, it doesn't. okay yeah Okay. That's why the end of the movie, spoiler alert, listener, that's why the end of the movie is so, quote, impactful, unquote. Because it doesn't make sense that the whole time Marnie's just like, hey, guys, we have to go in undetected. Just have fun with the other kids. Go out for the sports teams. Go out for the clubs. Just 
don't let anybody find out your true nature. And I'm like, but I thought the whole fucking point was to prove that the humans would not treat the monsters badly. Right. It, crazy. If crazy. they didn't do this around Halloween, maybe that's why it's a year later. It has to be a year later because they're putting on a Halloween festival and the last movie took place on Halloween. Maybe. Uh, Maybe that is why it has to be a year later. We've uncovered it. I feel like she could have taught world religion. I'm coming I, back. I feel like... Oh, God. We also need to mention the boy here in just a minute. But yeah, here's, here's what I would have liked to see. I actually like when she gets pivoted to history. Yes. Yeah. And then you see her telling this from her perspective. But that's where you could have established the knights more. Because... Aggie, as somebody that was there, could kind of go off the rails from the textbook and talk about how knights were portrayed incorrectly in history books and in mythology, and that actually they were persecuting. And she, we could get more of the Iron Knight story through the eyes of Aggie in a history class without her being this force of fucking chaos and, that is a problem and, for the whole issue. And then she still gets to be the narrator role, exactly. which she's so good at, and why we like her in the other movies, but it's just yeah. the side plot, or exactly. the background to the thing, not... She doesn't need to teach magic anymore. Now she can teach this backstory yeah. to our new villain. You know, I hear you both, but instead, what we have is Aggie share a horn dog story about why the Mona Lisa is smiling. <laughs> I, I dick down. Yo, I, I the way my neck whips <laughs> my head up from from taking a note. I was like, "Excuse me, ma'am." She also has a. Apparently, Aggie and Shakespeare went to Pound Town. We, we hear that well, a little she bit. She got right? cast, at least. Yeah, yeah she, she was did. trying to get cast. And the boogeyman hits on mom. Like, true, the, true. It's probably a boogie person. But. Yeah, well, why, <laughs> Molly, we've learned this. And don't another listen. real missed opportunity here. The, the lurking about from the night point of view gave me don't look under the bed. Totally. Oh, yeah. Totally. Okay, so we have this first day at school. Second day at school, Marnie is there to once more shepherd the students in, which she abandons as soon as a cute boy shows up. His oh, name's Cody. We met this boy on day one, though, yes. just to be clear. Yes. This boy met, he's brand new to school. He ran into Marnie when she was bringing the new kids in. She sat by him in the science class when Grandma created the parrot. He is, he is what we like to call a red herring. Yes. Very and much so. he's cute. Okay. He, he is cute. I'm, and right. and you're right. He's a red herring because in the last movie, the crush was the problem. Yeah. So they're kind of setting us up to think like Marnie's going to fall for a guy again. And He like, always shows up wherever night things happen. Mm -hmm. He is always in the place where the thing. And, and yeah. so he is set up throughout the beginning of this movie that you're being led to believe that he might be the night. I hear you. And I'm going to submit this to the both of you. Not a singular time. Does Cody turn back, break the fourth wall, stare directly into camera with a maniacal look on his face? Because that's what Phil does in the upcoming scene. So Marnie abandons her students. She's talking to Cody, flirting, getting her flirt on, as she says it a little bit later, and sees Aggie behind her in the window, flailing to get her attention and come up and join Aggie in the classroom. Marnie eventually does. They go up there and they see a chalk drawing of an iron dagger pointing at the school. 
and Aggie and and was that there when Marnie was talking to the boy? I because seemingly theoretically Aggie it should be because was, Aggie has yes, to see it theoretically. Okay. It's crazy. So they're having this conversation. They're like, well, the Iron Knights weren't normally one to warn. They would just do the murder without any warning. They both are like, well, nothing to worry about here. And stop. Enter Phil, the principal, who walks to the window after the, after Aggie has started a rainstorm. They have this conversation. like, Oh, rain came out of nowhere. Oh, it's crazy. Wow. Whatever. Aggie and Marnie leave. Phil walks to the window. And it happens over maybe about a two-second span. Walks to the window, turns back, and just stares into camera. And just has a sneer on his face. And I was like, so you're the bad guy? It's you. Like, kind of. No shot you just stare into camera and expect me to think that you're a good guy. Well, the <clears throat> Edgar guy did give me the ick the whole time, so. Oh, yeah. The, definitely not him. a bad guy? Also... Just a side note for you, too. Um, after Marnie runs away, the Cody character says, like, oh, there goes my time practicing in front of the mirror to ask her out or to funny. talk to her. That was funny. Is that a thing boys do? Um, I am sure it's a thing that some boys do. I did not do that. Did you ever, like, because in a uh i never had to ask anyone anything that's not true we had a dance where the girls asked the boys but traditionally obviously especially when we were growing up boys ask girls out boys ask girls to the dance and things did you ever like run lines in your head i think thinking through what i'm gonna say and talking to myself in the mirror yeah. are two different things yeah did i think through what i was gonna say yes did i talk to myself in the mirror no seconded often thought through never although now that i sit here and we have this conversation i used to play out arguments that i would have oh i think everyone does and, that. and saw and say those out loud oh the shower i'm win many verbal fights of course yeah but okay well good thank you thank you you two i'm not crazy listener if that's you two you're also not crazy you have company with the three of at us at least not unless for this you reason. think that the hard part of driving is the pedals and then in which then case you're definitely not crazy okay we're just going to close that Pandora's box again. <laughs> Aggie's informed by Phil in this moment that she is no longer teaching science because she summoned a llama into class. Weird. And will now be teaching history. Specifically, she's not teaching because somebody got an infection from the llama spitting in their eye. She causes a lot of bodily harm yeah. in two of her three jobs. That's true. And we get just an absolutely wild history class. I agree with you, Max. I wish that she had just stuck with history. Her history was the third one she went to because that's where she fits. I wish it was just where she went beginning, in yeah. the beginning. And like, just let her have one scene where we get the night background and she is at the school as a presence to set up the locker lounge and to be that supportive person for the students that are there. And to like help move the plot along at the end, but and she can keep flirting with Phil, but not as a force of chaos. I don't need her as a force of chaos. I've got the fucking night thing, right? Like that's the conflict. Let yes. that be the conflict and let Aggie be the narrator that she's been. Instead, she's just bananas. Uh, and we have a note passing scene between Marnie and Cody. I thought it was bold, bold of Marnie. To open up a note loudly oh, no. in the front desk. No. In front, like, no. 
listen, I don't know about you, but if I ever did that in high school, my my teachers would pick it up and read it. I passed my goddamn notes in the front of high school. So many. I really? Sent, you, you would open them up in the front? Oh, all the time. I got sent to my but, dean's office for passing notes once. Yeah? Yeah. I spent full, like, all, like every day I'd be passing notes. Hmm. Yeah. I love a good no pass. Now I was paying attention. It was like... It was like I was engaged with whatever was going on. Do you like me? Get check yes, no, maybe. No, I I had I had two friends specifically that I'd pass notes with, and I would just like you know we had those desks that like went around mm-hmm. by your arm, and so whoever was in front would just like write the thing and then put it on their like under their right arm, and the person behind would just take it and write and then slide it under their right arm, mm-hmm. and we would just pass it that way. Wouldn't mm-hmm. even fold it. We were very bold. <laughs> wow, that dude, I have anxiety. <laughs> That's good for you, man. So we have the check yes, no box moment, though. Molly, as you mentioned, with Cody and Marnie. Marnie doesn't check yes. She whips her head around and is like, yep, out loud <laughs> to answering the note. I want and- someone to ask me out with a check yes or no box. Hell yeah. I'll do it. Thanks. <laughs> what what just happened <laughs> i just what? think you should be like well you don't have to ask me out because like you know we got that unlock but like if you, you were want, to pa- you want to re- <laughs> ride my car with me no check no <laughs> molly if you send me that note just automatic no <laughs> you want to come hang out in my car <laughs> No, I want. Yes or no? I want want to. I want someone to pass me a note that's like, "Do you want tacos? Yes or no?" Okay. For the record, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Always. (laughs) Oh God. Um, Cody is thrilled with this information. He goes, "Yes!" (laughs) In the back of the the back of the glass. Been there. Uh, Which is nice, and then. And then we get Marnie doing a pep talk with uh, with the rest of the monsters after she catches Cassie watching students eat grossly. Mm. Pulls Cassie back and like, not everybody eats like that. Those are just some weird people. And takes them back to the locker lounge situation. And has a pep talk and is like, you guys are in here all the time. You need to be out engaging with other students here werewolf boy who's also spider-man catch this and throws an apple at him which catches in his mouth throw some fucking respect on todd the werewolf's name (laughs) all right todd i'm sorry because todd the werewolf played no shot no shot todd the werewolf played by todd michael schwartzman wait todd is played by todd yes he is also Todd also a werewolf he no but he is quite an athlete because he also plays basketball player dancer in high school musical that's right there are three high school musical alums we've got three wildcats here wow obviously also in high school musical you've got vanessa hudgens who plays gabriella montez but did you know vanessa hudgens recently voiced sunny star Corn, no wait. Sunny Starcorn. Sunny Sunny Starcorn, the My Little Pony. Oh, in, not where my head in went. In My Little Pony, a new generation, also okay. voicing a pony named Hitch Trailblazer, is James Marsden. Ah, who what plays Prince Edward in Enchanted? He sure does. He's wow. headed after Giselle, played by Amy Adams. Amy Adams played Brenda Strong in a really good movie, 
catch me if you can. In that film, we're going to meet Principal Evans, played by Thomas Capacci. And Thomas Capacci also plays a NASA tech. Oh, oh another one? NASA tech. He didn't have enough for He just He's was just, NASA, NASA tech. tech. Just yeah. one of them. In uh, 1998's hit film, Armageddon. They stopped numbering after I like ate. Yeah, we're, we've had <laughs> a lot of NASA techs. Yeah. Tech. yeah. Uh, in the movie, uh, we've mentioned it before, but we've got Oscar, played by Owen Wilson. My favorite wow. Owen Wilson role, though, is Hansel, of course, in Zoolander. So hot right now. So hot right now. And I love when he runs into... Billy Zane, who's playing himself. Listen to your friend Billy Zane. But of course, we all know and love Billy Zane as playing Cal Hockley, Rose DeWitt Bicator's jerk of a fiance in that indie film, Titanic, I believe it's pronounced. Uh, Never heard of it. Yeah, it's it's a, it was small. It, yeah. it didn't get a lot of traction or anything. Yeah. Um, in Titanic, there is a character named John Jacob Astor. This is a real person that was sailing aboard uh, the Titanic, and he was super rich and had his pregnant mistress on board with him. Anyway, he is played by Eric Braden, uh, who in real life was play- uh, he was played by Eric Braden, who also played Elton Deedle in the film Meet the Deedles, which is mm. now the second time I've referenced Meet the Deedles, which <laughs> yeah. is two more times than I've ever referenced that movie in the my old whole meet life. The yeah, I'm uh, very familiar with old Meeting the Deedles. But you know? uh, in Meet the Deedles, you have a panicked camper played by Jeff Olsen, who in this film plays our favorite six-armed man. Ah. <laughs> well, all right. Leaving through HSM. Coming back yeah. through the six-armed man. Yeah. Interesting. Coming back through the Deedles. With the Deedles. Mm-hmm. Guys, we were so close to getting in on a... There's another one-to-one because Marnie's mom is in Armageddon, which yeah. I mentioned, and I spent a very long time trying to find someone else. But one of these days, we'll get a one-to-one. You've been armageddon the part of the show where Molly, by no one's urging, has found yet another way this decom can be tied to the smash hit Armageddon. Don't tell her to stop because she won't. While you continue to search for your one-to-one, we'll learn about what these students are looking to get involved with in school. Chester loves some fucking stamps. He loves stamps. Love stamps. Chester is an ogre uh, with some with some hill troll. Don't forget on his mom's side. Forest troll, I right. think. Forest troll. No, on his no, mom's no, no, side. no, no. Sorry, forest giant. Ah, uh, yes. Mm. Yeah. On his mother's side. Yeah. We have like Todd, Hagrid. who will join as a halfback on the football team. The He's werewolf. the werewolf. The werewolf. And Ethan, also known as Ryan Evans, stands up and proclaims, "I want to be in a play." I'm and shocked. I was like, "You will be my yeah. friend. Just good you wait for, you. for a couple years. Yeah, you're gonna be a star. Got great news for Not you. Not as big as your sister, but you're gonna be in it. And this, but better. You will be. Yeah, also, are you yeah. saying what? <laughs> it's I'm the sorry. Hat. Are you are you suggesting that are you suggesting that the musical that he's going to be in is better than the play he's in in this movie? Or are you suggesting that Ryan Evans is better than Sharpay Evans? We also have a uh, wood nymph that wants to be in the gardening club. No, I really need an answer <laughs> to this question. Her name is Natalie. Yeah, Natalie think, does want to be. In the and then club. the troll wants to be. She's in, smart. She leads the science club. She's in the science club. She actually science club. boots Dylan out of no, the leadership position. No, they position. become co-presidents. No, but do you think Ryan Evans is better than Sharpay? And the reason we need to do this is because. 
because only Cassie is engaging with the rest of the students. Yes. Everybody else wants to hang out in here. Because I, I agree that the high school musical off. productions are better than the play he's auditioning oh, for. I don't know where no, we don't even see the play he's auditioning for, but oh, we know no. it's Shakespeare. Oh. Well, I agree. I, and I am saying that boldly. High School Musical <laughs> is better than Shakespeare. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> no, now, I, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> okay, sure. Just the writer who's But more importantly, yeah. do you plots? think Ryan Evans is better than <laughs> Are you? Wait, so, so then, what? after this is established, we get to see Todd perform in the football game, and we get another Disney cameo, but this time in the version of song. Which is... It's a weird pop rock version. I'm so confused why this is in this movie. No idea. The montage music in this is wild. But while they're watching, after this kind of like... uh, After Marnie suggests all these different clubs to get the all the different people from Halloween Town involved in the school and find ways they can fit in and do it while wearing their skin suits, they uh, go to support Todd in the football game. And while watching... We hear "Let's get together" from the original Let's parent get trap. Together, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but it doesn't. But in a pop version, it yeah, with a little crazy. rock almost. Yeah, like, that's very strange. And that was if Avril Lavigne sang it. Kind mm. of. Yeah. There's a real missed opportunity here because after this montage ends and we have the the rousing rendition of "Let's Get Together," Marnie's solution is that we're going to go to the mall. And yeah. what I wanted. He's like, hey, everybody, if you're gonna really going to integrate with society, good job at the clubs. Let's go to the mall, everybody. Today. <laughs> Today. I when? wanted Today. that song to well, play. There's a joke to be made, and maybe one of you guys has it, but she runs into Cody again, and he says something like, she's like, I'm taking them to the mall they've never been. Mm-hmm. And he says, like, what, there's not malls in Canada? Mm-hmm. And I was like, there's a Robin Scherbatsky oh, joke yeah. very Just easily waiting. in here because she, like, lives in a mall for a year. Like, I was like, there is a very clear and yeah. clever joke I don't have the brain power to make right now. <laughs> but... She every lived on Orange Julius and Wetzel's pretzels. Throw every last carol. So anyway, Max was about to tell me how he thinks how about two beavers are better than one. So Cody comes to meet her for her date, and we're watching Molly slowly come undone. Cody comes to meet Marnie on Saturday because they've agreed with a via a check yes or no note, which actually wasn't a check yes or no note, but Marnie did answer out loud. And he gets there as they're going to the mall because Marnie thought he meant Saturday evening time Mm -hmm. versus Saturday daytime. Yes. So he, instead of asking the logical question, which is, can I come along? Or just going out later that night. Yep, either one of those. Which was the agreed upon l- events. L- uh, 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 option one and two, more acceptable than what he does, which is fucking follow her to the mall. Yeah, and stalk her. Effectively stalk her. I mean, but it's both him and Phil, the principal, who are stalking the, the Cromwell women. At but, least Phil wasn't at their house when they declared they were going there and then correct. very obviously followed well, them. Well, this is, again, the red herring because you're like, well, is he bad? Because we see a fucking chainmail hand with the ring on mm-hmm. at the mall looking down from the second level after coming out of again, Hot Topic. Is there a full-ass night I have. There? Who is that? 
<laughs> we will never know. It maybe is Phil. We, it's a hundred percent Phil. But why is he wearing chainmail? Is Phil? Who is could it, it be? Edgar? Is it? it well, it's not. It ha, they, he's oh, the that's only other option. It's got to be Edgar, right? Because he's the one that's in the werewolf face later yeah yes yeah i think it's so edgar it's got to be edgar in the fucking but night again suit. But I just, why would he dress up as a goddamn knight you would imagine you're in the mall Cast, and you look up and there's like just a full ass medieval times night he's up there. trying to not be seen like, right that's it, the opposite it's up and opposite is opposite, is opposite. And but we have... You oh, know sorry. what I do love, though? Do tell. I love a mall montage. We get one. Add that to the list of things I love mm. in, a, in a movie. Is any kind of shopping <laughs> montage I find really fun. Yeah. Sorry, I was adding a music to your mall montage. I appreciate it. Yeah. I didn't want you to think I was interrupting. I'm just adding music for you. Today. Okay. Now I want a Wetzel's pretzel. After we... Ooh, yeah. After we have this mall montage... The Halloween Town residents, students, are now learning how the mortals view Halloween. And they view it as like this gory, scary they place. They pass a spirit Halloween. Essentially. They sure do. And they're like, that's not us. No wonder they don't like us. They have this view of us like this. We should show them what it's actually like. And then Ryan Evans, one of the most intimidating people on the face of the earth, gets into a confrontation with the bully who has seen Aggie Cromwell's eyes leave her sockets mm-hmm. and is somehow not scarred by it. And they get into a physical altercation. He's, he's a 47-year-old high school bully. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah, yeah. This is the stupidest inter- interaction, but I fucking love it because the bully comes by and is like, you freaks or whatever, just like kind of normal bully stuff. And what's weird is the last time we have an interaction where Cassie's talking about how she thinks it's so sweet that people call her a freak, which is a funny little like, Mm. oh, in Halloween town, that would be a compliment. But here, obviously, it's not. And so he comes by and he's like, he calls them freaks. And then Ryan Evans, Ethan, stands up to him and and then he's like, the guy wasn't even saying anything about He's like, you think. You think that how that, that monsters are just scary? You think that all vampires do is suck people's blood? Like they don't have jobs. And I was like, what? Could you imagine? imagine yeah, what imagine that <laughs> Imagine being the bully. Imagine this so guy perplexed. yelling this at you. And then the bully you. responds, "I'm warning you." <laughs> And I just thought that, that interaction was so funny. You think all vampires do is suck blood. Like, they don't have jobs. I'm warning you. You better shut your mouth. But then he does, what? He does say something. Well, if Halloween's so ugly, maybe they'll make a mask of your face, which is a good God, insult. Yeah, almost. That, I mean, that's better than Sharpay's uh, performance, but it is. Very, <laughs> but that was a pretty good one. But yeah, so then uh, they. <laughs> Hi, we are watching Steam exit Molly's ears at this point in time. Wait, are we going to fight during the high school musical episodes? <laughs> Listen, if I have to put you in separate rooms, I'll do it. <laughs> you do put some respect on Miss Evans. Yeah, she's uh. fine. So we see <laughs> she's the best character. Yeah, she's great. So um, uh. she's great. She's Mom. great. She's great. Um, 
<laughs> More steam, everybody. Oh, God. I think she's great. Uh-huh. So we have a fight breakout. And as it does, black smoke emanates as if from nowhere to a scream. Well, There's we a lot of off-screen con- screaming. Yeah, we very conveniently cut away but to Marnie and Cody drinking an orange Julius. I got... I would like an orange Julius as well. <laughs> would you? I want to go to a mall food court. Is what I'm telling let's you. Let's go. Yeah, let's go today. Winter picks Winter picks dinner. Mall food, mall food court. Mall. <laughs> All right, I call tomorrow. Credit card roulette. Yeah. Mall edition. Mall no, you will wreck me. I can't do it again. <laughs> Think of the things the I could get topic. at a Hollister. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I just I have to talk about this part. I'll, I'll please if it's, I could. I don't need you to apologize about the Sharpay thing. It's okay. <laughs> I I will never cannot. apologize for defending. I think she's great. I said that the queen. I'm not. You don't need to defend her. I think she's great. wildcat. Okay, they're on their date, and he's like, "Why haven't you?" Like he like looks at his watch, and he's like, "Oh, I'm surprised you haven't left yet because you always run away." And then all the screaming starts, and she's like, "I G to G." So she's just proving his point. Then she runs into Aggie and there's people running <laughs> and screaming for their lives. Yeah. They could not have moved slower. No. They are like there's leisurely no strolling through the mall. They're like, what do you think? What Very casual. Where's Phil? I left him in the home appliances. And they're like, what do you think's going on? And it's like, you obviously know it's related to you yeah. and your scheme. You couldn't pick up the pace. Seriously. No, not at all. They arrive there. Smoke clears, and all of the students who are monsters from Halloween Town have their identities revealed. Skin suits nowhere to be found. Presumably destroyed. I don't know who's going to craft them for them again, but wait, where way to go. Where are they? Where are the skin suits? They no get idea. them back, though, because they become people again. Sure no idea where they are, and I'm, I'm flummoxed. Then they, with the same amount of leisure, exit the mall. I'm just, I'm just having this thought. I'm okay with them having skin suits, but they're... Sure. Sure. Their bodies change shape in the skin suit. Uh-huh. uh-huh. It's a polymorph Magic. Spell. I'm Max. sort of just putting that together. I mean, I understand I should have gotten there in the first place, but at first I was like, oh, it's just a zip-up skin suit costume, which is weird enough. But the fact that the giant becomes normal size. No, but what is the, what's the phrase of just like, it makes everything work in the in a movie? Like mm-hmm. a plot device that just makes everything. Oh, uh, DSX Machina? Yeah. yeah it's like act of God? Yeah. It's, it's magic. Yeah. That's the answer. Yeah, sure. So they have been expelled from their skin suits, which are nowhere to be seen. There is an iron dagger stabbed into a pumpkin that they are, oh no, it's the Iron Knights. And then they walk <laughs> casually out of the mall. And then Dylan is like, wow, you're fugly to the troll that he's been <laughs> flirting with. Yo, that was, <laughs> but the best part about that interaction is she hits him back with, you're ugly too, dude. Yeah. She's basically like, you're the ugliest thing I've ever seen. No, that happens later. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh right you're right he right. insults her first where he's like oh your hair and yeah. he's like oh my oh <laughs> he like, pukes on the ground he wretches in the corner he's like throwing up it's like really, sorry like, if you like, really being offensive <laughs> like it's like Whoa. and you both defended he's him like gag me with a spoon <laughs> he's <laughs> like and he's yeah. like <laughs> your girlfriend woof <laughs> And, but it's like the oh, most like up until Plus. now up until now i thought dylan it was like kind of nice that he had this little flirtation going on and then he literally sees her as a what troll a dick. Which, which also 
the thing is, he knows she's a troll. Like, right. it's not like he, it's a surprise. He, I know, he, he should He fucking know. knows because of who his family is. And he's just like, oh, oh my God, your hair. <laughs> you're hideous. <laughs> you're so gross. <laughs> it's like... And he's the smart so one in the family. So insulting! It's so bad. God, he's awful. We do get a uh, a zoom in real quick of after the smoke clears, um, of somebody in the window of the spirit Halloween. You know? There's a person wearing the werewolf mask. So there was somebody else there. Yes. And is it Cody? Is it? Yeah. We saw Cody weirdly look at his watch right before it happened as mm-hmm. if it was timed. Mm-hmm. We saw, you know, he, we don't know where he went. Marty ran away from him. And now there's somebody in this werewolf suit. And like, is it Cody? It could be Cody. Now it would be hard for him to get there before Marty did. But she moved so slow that maybe not. Like um, <laughs> she, He maybe, could have maybe walked at a brisk she, pace. Yeah. And maybe that's there. why she was walking so slow is to give him time. Mm. Well, you know what? Marnie gets pulled back to the council because, again, they can yoink you from anywhere. And they're, they effectively are like, hey, if you let these students come back to Halloween Town, how about this? We'll forget the fact that you promised away your powers. And you can just, you know, we'll close the door. Students come back. You keep your powers. And everything goes back to as it was. But you have a settlement offer. Yeah, effectively. And Marnie's like, No! I don't want to do that reasonable thing. I want to continue to be unreasonable. Again, why? I feel like at this point, why wouldn't she just settle? I don't know. Because again, she's not actually proved anything. Because she was just trying to keep them hidden in their monster, from their monster self. You're correct, Molly. You are correct. So she gets, instead of being booted, she boots herself from the council at this point. And this is when we start to find out that people are trying to break into the locker room. <laughs> Sorry, I just but realized it's actually a room in a locker. <laughs> and, and I don't know why that struck me as so funny, but here we are. So they tried to see, somebody tried to break into their their uh, magical locker room. This scene really bothered me too. But you you missed when her mom comforted her. Oh, God. With the marshmallow spider. <laughs> oh, my God. This is when her mom says, remind me why I don't like magic. Exactly. But I just couldn't decide if that marshmallow spider was cute or weird. Uh, uh, mm, weird. Yeah, so we have that comfort scene. Mom's still doing magic everywhere. They go back to school. Mom's like, hey, stop pouting. You had to go prove yourself right. Goes back to school. There is an attempted break-in in the locker room. And they have this suit of armor moving about... This is my problem with that scene. In the locker room. Is that they go in, it's her and Cassie. Yeah. The thing they're afraid of, knights. Yeah. So they go in the room, they do a whole look over of the room in which there's a whole suit of armor Mm -hmm. just in the room, you know, like a knight. And then Marnie's like, everything looks good here. You stay put. I'm a bail. And then obviously Cassie is captured by the fucking knight that's in there. Like, yes. it's just such an obvious setup. I don't, it wasn't even hiding. It was just there. It's so <laughs> bad. It, and, and in this time we get, and not to like gloss over it, Max, because you're absolutely right. It's, it's just infuriating. But in this time we now have a confrontation between Aggie and Marnie. Because Marnie is in the right here. I fully believe Marnie's in the right. Where Marnie goes like, hey, 
Aggie, you've been chaotic as hell. You're now the gym teacher, apparently, and you're causing issues. We find out later that in Aggie's gym class, a kid's lost an ear. Yeah. And she just casually, like, they don't grow back. Right, you're Mick Foley in here. This <laughs> <laughs> is a casual wrestling. I mean, does that happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Japan. Yeah. <laughs> and the fight is effectively about who Aggie and Marnie are suspicious of in their own ways and who they're blaming for the issues that are happening. Because Aggie basically says, who's this boy? Did you let something slip? Yeah, he's he's the knight. Mm-hmm. And this all sort of plays out. Cassie gets snatched. The the students come together. And from Halloween Town, like, we still want to stay. We don't, like, Marnie's like, you need to go home. And in the, in the quickest resolution that we've had in a very long time of, of plot, Aggie shows back and is like, you know what? We don't need to fight. Uh, Marnie and I like here's the difference is I was being pig headed also I have this really convenient people detection spell that I put over the locker room and uh, it wasn't triggered so it's got to be somebody from Halloween Town in the locker room who did the snatching mm. because Wh- that's been their theory the whole time is that the knights are not real and that these problems are being caused by somebody from Halloween Town that wants the portal closed I also, this is when we get the Dylan and Gross. Kelsey. Kelsey. Ew, yuck. <laughs> That's Kelsey. And it's my favorite interaction in the whole movie because he's like, I didn't mean to say you're Natalie ugly. I didn't mean to say, I didn't mean to throw up. Um, I just, but you're still ugly. But your, your hair's so gross. And she's like, no, this hair is gross. Like my, my human skin suit is gross. I like my pink hair and I'm a, I'm a like debutante in yeah. Halloween town. Um, and all these things. And he goes, well, then you must think I'm ugly. And she goes, I think you're disgusting. <laughs> and I was like, yes. She's like, I think you're one of the most hideous creatures I've ever seen. And I was like, get fucked fucking wrecked yeah. <laughs> but then she goes but i like hanging out with you and i thought you were nice and it's like a, it is a nice moment of yeah, like it's like outside the matter yeah, yeah. It, you know like <laughs> now i'm just thinking of liar liar which i watched recently where he's like the little kid's like my teacher says real beauty's on the inside and jim carrey goes that's just something ugly people say <laughs> <laughs> oh, on a list of movies that could not be made today <laughs> so <laughs> fucking funny uh, and i was watching that because jennifer tilly watches it in chucky because she's in it it's very meta the show's oh crazy <laughs> anyway long story Jesus. short this is my favorite interaction of the whole movie just because dylan's like well you must think i'm ugly and she's like yeah you're disgusting <laughs> here's here's where we get i'm about to get very <laughs> frustrated so here's just a precursor okay okay we have an entire set of conversations for two films and part of this one, which again, flies in the face. Like uh, the conversation is do not tell people you're a witch. Yeah. Do mm-hmm. not show people magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't do like, don't show the thing. Don't tell the thing. Don't do it for two and a half films. We've had it. Now, Aggie has flown in the face of that throughout this movie thus far, effectively undermining the argument. Correct. And at this point, mom there's an intruder at the house. Yeah. They believe it to be an iron knight because Aggie and mom both have eyes in the back of their head. True. Mom goes out, curses a kid it's and not, not, not yells at them with bad language, but casts a curse on a kid that turns out to be Cody. And so there's only one natural reaction to 
cursing a muggle. Yeah. Marnie puts him on her broom and flies him home. Yeah. He comes to, and I was livid in this moment. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> You're in, you, you just had a conversation with literally five minutes ago, movie time, had a conversation with Aggie about shit you shouldn't reveal. And you think it's a good idea to put this boy you've known for four days on the back of your broom and fly him home. And on the broom, as he's coming to, after being cursed by your mother, be like, I'm a witch, bro. And he's like, what? And she's like, yep, I'm just in case you missed it. I'm a witch. And I was like, what is happening? I mean, I think that this is, to Molly's earlier point, I, I hear you and I don't disagree. That is the world that we've established. But this is kind of the requirement of this film. Like, kind of the requirement of this film is that you start telling people that there are magic creatures. And so, Marty kind of has to tell people. Like, that. that's the whole crux of the whole damn thing. Mm-hmm. Now, I think the part of it is that, like, there is uh, an inherent issue with this exchange program, which is that they're coming in skin suits and they're undercover. And so, like, to your point, Molly, like, how do you ever find success? But this this movie, cru- it, like, it hinges on the idea that people can find out there's magic and be okay with it. And I just got to bring it up again. The handlebar broom is fucking weird. Yeah. Well, it's like training wheels for I, a broom. Yeah, it's weird. She just sits on it and like hold. It's like a razor scooter, but a broom. Mm-hmm. Mm. I I hear you, Max, and I I agree. I agree to to a, to a degree here, but it is no less frustrating that she has been the proponent, and I guess it's like be the change you want to see in the world, maybe, right? So she tells him as he's coming to after being, of course, cursed by her mom. But it is it is shitty that she just yelled at Aggie for doing the same. Totally, a hundred percent. I agree. And although Aggie's is dangerous and like chaotic and yeah she's not controlled not in the best circumstances yeah now this is when we have a side plot with ethan ryan evans who sees that cassie is in his witch's mirror yeah a little bit suspicious well because aggie's like we need witch's glass and ethan says oh i think i have some and so he runs to get it and when he goes and finds it in his bag he sees that cassie is in it and so now he has to hide it he hides it from aggie sus and then leaves the home sus and then in perhaps the most infuriating part of this movie bold oh just wait we have aggie Mom and Marnie seated at the dinner table. This is the most infuriating part of the movie. Almost as infuriating as suggesting that Ryan Evans is better than Sharpay Evans. And what occurs... I said that. What occurs is Aggie casually says, "In order, there is nothing that the might of the Cromwell witches can't accomplish. Yep. And I challenge that because we are missing Sophie. Who is Justice for Sophie to Justice date Sophie. the best of the Cromwell witches? Fact. Fact. Where is she? Factually is she? true. Why was she in this movie for one second? Yeah, she was here at the very beginning and gone. So mom disappears into the uh, witch's glass. Google, where did Sophie go? They yeah. sent mom in. 
because uh, and you're led to believe like once she's in the glass, she can go find people that are also in the glass. And yes. so we send mom in to save Cassie. And now is when the film begins to coalesce. We have a lot that happens in the next 20 minutes because we've approached Halloween. Marnie believes that Phil is an iron knight, convinces Aggie that she should look into it. Aggie sends her crocodile purse to do some Uh, reconnaissance. Hold on. Yes. Part of this comes together because when Ethan runs away, we see him go to the school. Ah, yes. And go to the principal's office because apparently in the middle of the night, he's just there. Yep. And then we see Edgar... Mm-hmm. come through the Halloween Town portal into the principal's office and you see that they are colluding. Yes. You find out in this moment that Phil is a knight, mm-hmm. that Edgar is in on it, that he actually is the one that told Phil he is a knight. Yep. He gave him the ring and that he wants the portal closed and so he is colluding with Phil to make this thing not work and Ethan's in on it. But Ethan didn't know Cassie was getting captured. That was a surprise to Ethan. Ethan was not aware, but also I think that Cassie sees all of this. Yes. And so you immediately get like, oh, mom's going to find Cassie. Cassie's going to be able to tell mom everything that's actually going on. And this is how we're going to like get the resolution. Marnie and Aggie have a conversation based on Marnie's suspicions that Phil is a knight, which we now know as a viewer, he is. Yeah. And Aggie sends her uh, crocodile or alligator leather purse to uh, Phil's office. I just want to say that Emily Roski, who played Sophie, largely withdrew from acting. Like, this is the last thing she does, basically. Mm -hmm. And she went on to become a karate instructor and a national champion with a third-degree black belt. Hell yeah. So, again, justice for Sophie. Yes. Yeah. She could have kicked their asses without magic. Mm -hmm. I mean, listen, she could have done it with magic, but she chose not to and did it without. True. That's very cool info. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Very cool. The crocodile purse finds the ring and eats it. While Cody goes back up to Marnie, he's like, hey, Marnie, I think I had a crazy dream last night that we were flying. You told me I was a witch. Marnie turns around and in open view of the public is like, magicus, magicus, build a kiss store and builds her Halloween haunted house, haunted house, which is just going to turn into be a Halloween town exhibition of the most boring shit you can do in Halloween town, which is effectively, yeah, it's just the outreach program. And this is the Halloween party climax time. Of the film. Yeah. Because tonight, Halloween at midnight, is when the Cromwell witches will lose their power. If the humans have not demonstrated enough that they accept monsters for monsters, but still all the monsters wearing skin suits. Makes no sense. Students and guests are going through this haunted house. There's not a haunted house. They're bored. They do not enjoy it because they're effectively like, here is a werewolf eating cookies. Because werewolves are vegetarians in Halloween Town. Interesting canon. Here is a troll at his favorite picnic spot having a picnic. The guests don't get it. They're they like, is this it. an art piece that I don't... A I'm live art? Say, I'd kill for it to be recreated. That would be so nice. That'd be funny. It would be funny. <laughs> like, we would, we would go. Oh, I'd we would, go. Yeah, we'd go in a heartbeat. And this is when Edgar shows up. 
and starts causing chaos. Yeah. Animating the creatures that they have sort of like wax. They, they have like a Madame Tussauds situation, but he brings them to life because he has the power to do that. Apparently <clears throat> animates perhaps one of the best looking skeletons I've ever seen. It's in a so decon. good. It's a great skeleton. All the while Marnie and Aggie are trying to circumvent this with their own spells, but they are working in the opposite of their intended effect. Yeah. This is when we have the Shrek grab your torch and pitchforks moment as uh, Phil returns and is like, these are mon. Oh, we missed a part. I apologize. Aggie confronts Phil about the ring and finding out about it and turns his staff into a snake, which if you're trying to do outreach situations, maybe don't turn somebody's staff into a snake. Mm. But also she says to him, like, I thought you were better than this. Mm. Like what the knights stood for was racist basically and bigots and they were terrible people. And I cannot believe you would associate with that. Yeah. Uh, Important that we mention that. Good call out Molly. Important that we mention that. But he shows up anyways to like, I'm going to be bigoted (laughs) anyway. We gotta get these people out of here. I just gotta say something. These townsfolk accept that magic is real really fucking fast. They do. (laughs) Like, they literally are at a haunted house where, like, if, if there's a place that I'm gonna be delayed on accepting that this stuff is real, is at a Halloween event. Cause why wouldn't your first instinct just be Damn, the special effects this pretty year are good. pretty good. What Why, a great costume. Like, when I go through the Horror Nights houses, I'm not going to go, damn it, this is all real. I'm going to go, wow, good house. Yeah. If I was just walking down the street and I saw a clicker, then I might be like, hold on a second. Yeah. But when I'm at a Halloween event, that's not the time I'm going to think, yeah, that's real. Totally. And so the fact that the kids and all the town people see all the monsters and then feels like they're real witches get them and they're all like yup <laughs> it would take a lot more convincing than that for me to believe in magic he's part of a flash mob at that point and phil you don't know is he a paid actor what's he doing mm. like, that's crazy edgar makes the judgment that humans have not accepted monsters based upon this uh, torch and pitchfork routine and steals the cromwell magic aggie <laughs> And Marnie do a death drop, <laughs> and they hit the deck. They're ready for Mom's RuPaul. still missing. We, we, Mom's not here, for Mom. the record. Mm-hmm. Neither is Sophie. Neither is Sophie. True. Biggest biggest gap in this entire film. And Edgar seals the port of the Halloween town, we believe. Didn't I'm just now remembering. Didn't we see the brother have some magical power? Yep. He's a sorcerer. He's a, the, warlock. a warlock. He's a warlock. A warlock. He's gone now. Just we're he, not maybe he didn't foster that. it. So he re- he because it. I actually, actually, I think that's canon. Because in the first one, I'm pretty sure the mom says like I didn't want Marty to find out because if we don't remember, she only has a year, like a yeah. couple weeks to like become magic. Otherwise, she loses it, and that was mom's whole yeah, goal. Yeah. So my assumption is Dylan just didn't. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine getting magical powers and then being like, no, no. thanks. He's an idiot. The magic has been stolen. They've fallen over. The gate, the portal to Halloween Town is closed. And it is now when the citizens are still turning on Marnie and everybody, even after their powers are gone. And Cody steps in to defend Marnie. <laughs> and after some general grumbling in the crowd, the monsters begin taking off their skin suits in public. Yeah. 
Terrifying. 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 And the response initially, not great. Because, again, scary. Then after some defense with Cody and a very recently change of heart Phil, people begin to accept the monsters as who they are. They're like, Todd is not a werewolf. Todd is an incredible halfback. Yeah, he is. Natalie isn't a Natalie may be a troll, but she also is a wonderful leader of our science club and active on many Facebook communities. I just got it. <laughs> Fucking nice, man. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and they begin. <laughs> Jesus. It took me a second. I got, I got there. <laughs> Hit the gas and I got there. Yeah. I hit the break in Which pedal was it? Which pedal was it? I hit the wrong one first. That's why it took me a second. (laughs) I will never get in the passenger seat again. Lie. And this is when the portal bricks break open. Well, first it's Aggie goes, well, I think we've proven that humans are accepting of monsters. True. And... She pulls the witch's glass out and you get that like all of this was being broadcast like this was all a setup. basically. Whoa. Grand reveal. And then the portal. Yeah. To your point starts glowing and Edgar gets thrown through it. His hair a muss. (laughs) And mom and Cassie come in behind him they've mom's found cassie freed her and saved the day then we have the council astral project into the space to deliver their judgment yeah they are like yes humans do accept monsters we are going to keep the portal open and Edgar's like not accept and they're like sucks bro and send him into a witch's glass yeah where he will be trapped forever apparently to be tortured for eternity by aggie which is good because she needs an outlet for her chaotic energy that's true and then we get one of the greatest bait and switches ever with dylan and natalie they've revealed themselves sure they're about to go in for a smooch and they both get close and then retch on each other like in unison (laughs) It's like, just too gross. We can be friends, though. And then Your they hold hands and disgusting. skip away. Disgusting. They sure do. We have all of the monsters partying with all of the humans. That feels not real. Um, I am disappointed in the council's appearance that the mummy did not get one more yeah Yay. sign. Yes. Like I, I was really missing one more sign <laughs> hold up here. Uh, but all of the monsters are playing the festival games and mm. dancing and hanging out and eating and whatnot with the humans. And everything is happy and good. Yep. The end. Well, we wow. have resolution between... Uh, I do want to say the end, but we're, we're, the ending scene is just incredible. We have Aggie and Phil have the resolution. Yeah. And then we have Marnie and Cody flying once again on the Razor Scooter Broomstick silhouetted by the moon they start making out they sure do <laughs> yeah they do as they're on the moon um so that's the end of of halloween town and then we got a song for called strange High. world yeah yes. banger soundtrack yeah. bop yeah yeah i gotta know how did you you feel about this i still just like some of these characters mm-hmm. and i like kjb in these movies mm-hmm. i like 
Aggie, even though her character in this one didn't make any goddamn sense. Mm-hmm. I miss Sophie. But I find this movie to be fun to watch. I don't find any of these to not be fun to watch. I, I think that it's like a very slightly above average decom. I'm going to give it a 5.5. 5.5 okay which i think is slightly lower than what i gave the last one mm-hmm. which is like it's comfy feels like a nice nostalgic warm hug certainly not as good as the original justice for sophie i agree i agree with everything you said uh i gave this a 6.5 i like this one more than i like the last one I didn't like dark, creepy Halloween t- like sad. Oh yeah, beige Halloween sure. Town. I thought this one was more fun. I did miss Halloween Town as a set, like for the original Halloween Town. Mm-hmm. I really like that as a set piece. But I thought this was fun. I enjoyed watching it. And bonus points for uh, Natalie just fucking roasting oh, yeah. Dylan. That was my favorite part. But I, I found it to be really enjoyable the whole time. Yeah. So. Yeah, for me, this one, I, this just, I thought it was enjoyable. Uh, if it turned, you know, if it ever came on again, I wouldn't like actively want to go turn it off. But I do, and if I think about the lexicon of decoms, I think it's just, just a bit above average. I actually give it like a 5.3. And it was because I really got stuck on Aggie not being the Aggie that we've known mm-hmm. in the first two Halloween Town movies. And that, I don't know why that just, it, it just really hit me in a weird place um, when she just really sort of undermined everything else that she was up until this point. So that was, that that was the sticking point for me. Other, but I mean, otherwise enjoyable. There were a couple parts that I laughed at. There were a couple parts where I was just like, nah, classic decom. And ultimately I think it was just a nice warm hug to be back with these characters. Yep. Listen, y'all, people have strong opinions about this movie on IMDb. The best one I have found is titled as follows. The stupidest decom made. Oh. Bolt. They haven't seen Hounded. They have not. They haven't seen Quince. They haven't seen The Jenny Project. But let's get into it with this with this reviewer. This movie was awful. Okay. Okay. So why do they call it Halloween Town High? The school is not in Halloween Town. Fact it's in like our it. world. And then with the whole night thing, that doesn't make sense. And with the sappy ending where, in quotes, everyone lives in peace with the freaks, in quotes, was so stupid. Oh, God. Oh, oh. Whoa. Whoa. If a normal person found out that goblins and ghouls were real, they wouldn't have just been angry at Marnie because of all the skeletons. I would be freaking out, man. (laughs) <laughs> Everyone lives in peace with the freaks. <laughs> I'm reading this verbatim, so apologies for grammar. There is countless things about this movie that are stupid, including the principal. The irony of that sentence is so good. <laughs> this is like your uncle Billy Bob on Facebook saying whatever the fuck he's saying, and it's like, Ooh, wrong your pal. <laughs> including the principal and the grandmother's love affair. And Marnie and that boy's the thing that's yeah. <laughs> of all the things, people over fifty having all, romance. All people can't fall in love. <laughs> Get real. And Marnie's in that boy's love affair. Yeah, also unreal. And brothers and the trolls' love affair. He doesn't believe in love, is what I'm getting. But that also, and this, they think each other's gross. They bleh, bleh, yuck. <laughs> that's the best. And the statement at the end where the grandma says something about 
quote, who heard of football or some other sport without flying monkeys, end quote. What? (laughs) In the earlier movies, there was nothing about, in quotes, flying monkeys. Oh, my God. That's just stupid. That's your line? Flying monkeys? The whole idea about flying monkeys is stupid. (laughs) And the bad special effects on the whole stupid fake skeleton attack was horrid. We can agree with that. I just don't know why they made this. The other movies were stupid, but this is horrendously (laughs) dumb. Imagine getting this mad about a Halloween Town movie. (laughs) God, everyone lives in peace with the freaks. Dude, that's a crazy one. There is a lot of stupid things about this movie. There is countless stupid things. Countless. Yeah. Hold on, let me read it. There is countless things about this movie that are stupid. So close. There you go. Yeah. Wow. That, how, how do we feel? At the end of 2004. <laughs> At the end of 2004. To the end of the let's, year. Let's actually go back. Let's let's do a little bit of a year in review. Um, let me pull up our list here. As you know, listener, at the end of a calendar year, we do a review, the best and the worst of that year. Now, for 2004, I'm going to go ahead and say, let's exclude Tiger Cruise. Okay. Let's kind of remove that one from the running just because it is we so wildly all, different. We can all, we can all agree, agree Tiger's is, yeah. like, from a cinematography and yeah. film standpoint. And storytelling. Best use right? of green screen. Yeah, for, definitely. Right, so the list that we have right now is Pixel Perfect. Going to the mat. Xenon Z3. Stuck in the suburbs in Halloween Town High. Ooh, this is an interesting mix. I know my least favorite. I'm struggling with my least favorite. I know my I know my favorite. I'm the opposite. I've got my favorite. And I'm not even basing it off of whatever my ratings are, because I'm sure I gave Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just basing it off my feelings right now. Remember? I think and this is hard. So I was debating, and this feels sacrilegious. My least favorite between Pixel Perfect and no, it's not even a debate. I think Pixel Perfect is my least favorite. Stuck in the Suburbs would have been close. I mean, shoot, even Xenon Z3, like if it weren't for the nostalgia factor, like it'd probably live down there. But I think ultimately edging out for the worst is Pixel Perfect just because that entire movie and how fucking off the rails it goes at the end. The fact that it is not at all a hologram in any way shape or form the representations of the internet then this just craziness the best one for me is going to the mat i thought that was just such a good movie i thought andy lawrence did an incredible job uh yeah i look back on going to the mat and i'm like yeah that's a that's just a solid movie for a, in terms of decomps so that's my two but, but worst and best i think my worst is also pixel perfect I did not care for that movie at all. I thought the main character boy was a little shit and he was not nice to his friend the whole time. Um, Yeah, I just didn't care for that one at all. I was having a hard time with top movie because I do agree that going to the mat is excellent and it probably objectively is the best of the remaining movies we have left. But there's a weird part of me that loved Stuck in the Suburbs. <laughs> and Whoa. I was most like... Unexpected. Uh, yeah, I just... I was delighted watching it because it made me feel like a teenage girl again. Mm-hmm. Okay, Max, the time has come. I think I've got a hot take. All right. 
I think Xenon's the low point of this year. I don't think that's incorrect. No, I, th- I, I struggle with I, Z3. I'm, I think what I'm struggling with is like, it's got that nostalgia factor of it being Xenon. And I love Kristen Storms in this role. And I love that world and those characters. But fuck if that movie wasn't bad. Dude, terrible. And for so many reasons. And I think when I think back on that movie, all of the positive moments are from the pod. Yeah. And and some kind of allegations. And, and, and I just, I don't think I can think of anything positive about the actual movie at all. And so... I think that's fair. It actually makes it worse that it's a world... Rather than it being a world that I'm comfortable with, making it a little bit higher, I actually think it's worse. It's a world that I love, and it was bad. Yeah. Mm. And so I think the low point for me is Z3, and I think that my, my high points go into the mat. I, man, I'm a little surprised to hear myself say the Xenon movie was the low point, but I... But I think your rationale is solid, right? I think that's a really I interesting perspective. Yeah. I think... Uh, to Pixel be clear, all of us are fucking terrible too. So, yeah, yeah. Which one? But it didn't. Pixel. But it didn't. Pixel Perfect was so bad. So bad. But yeah. it did. That's what I was fighting with. It was one of those two. The difference is, Pixel Perfect didn't dunk on a beloved world. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And you're either going to go like, well, baseline, I'm going to like any Xenon movie more than that, or you're going to go, man, I'm let down more. Yeah. That's right? true. Well, folks, next week we kick off 2005 with the movie Now You See It a magician movie i've not seen it so well now you're going to (laughs) hey (laughs) alan you love close-up magic you do it's your favorite thing this movie's for you do you think dr strange is in it one can only hope yeah i hope so for you when there's a character named steven Mm. we'll know we'll know know. first name steven last name strange well, folks, thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Please be sure to rate and review us wherever you get your podcast. It really does help us out. Be sure to follow us on all of our socials. And if you want to join in the conversation about this, this episode or any episode, join us on Discord. We'd love to have you there. But until next time, friends, that has been it for us this week. We will see you next time for Now You See It. Bye. Bye. Bye.